You're a visionary and you know all is possible in the Web3 space. I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT enthusiasts who share their tools, tips, and tricks so you can dive even deeper into creating your version of freedom with NFTs and Web3 technology. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday, so hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to Freedom with NFTs. Freedom with NFTs fam, I am so honored and excited to show up in this format for you. It's been quite some time since I've released some new episodes of Freedom with NFTs. And right now, I am so thrilled to be recording with a community member of mine who has been a true action taker since I first encountered this individual. I'm so thrilled to bring Mike Herm, who you might know as Hermie, onto the Freedom with NFTs podcast. Hermie, how are you today? Excellent, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It feels so good to be back in the seat with the microphone in front of me, looking at one of my community members on Riverside and about to dive into some incredible content together. So let's get started. I'm curious to know, what did you do in your professional life before you learned about NFTs? Well, I have owned and operated a company called Everything Baseball. The website is everythingbaseballcatalog.com. It's a retail website. We carry baseball gifts for the entire family. And I've been doing that since 2000. So that's 22 years of Web2 online business. We started as a catalog, ultimately got rid of the catalog because of the cost involved. And we've been online pretty much for 20 plus years now. I do all of the digital artwork on the website and still own and operate shipping orders every day. Incredible. And I'm curious to know, when did you first find out about NFTs and how did you find out about them? Well, I have a family friend and I'll do a shout out to the Gordon family. We vacation with them every summer. And Ken Gordon, the older gentleman that, and I say that I'm an old guy as well, but he was a coach of mine when I was 12 years old in baseball. We vacation with them every summer and he made the comment to me, you need to research crypto. You need to research NFTs. This was last summer. Naturally, we're busy during the holiday season, so I didn't really dig in until January, but I told him I would, so I did. And in January, I started my journey. The Major League Baseball Players Association and the owners had not reached an agreement yet this year, so we weren't as busy as we normally are. I had a lot of extra time. I dug into Web3. I dug into NFTs, and that started my journey, which ultimately resulted in the website HermieNFT.com. And as you were first entering the NFT space, what were some of your favorite platforms to learn about NFTs on? Well, like I said, I'm an older guy, so I went straight to podcasts. I searched for NFT in podcasts on Spotify. I found your podcast. I found NFT365, and I found Gary Vee's podcast. And I listened to all three religiously. I went back from the, the very first episode and went through all of them. And that was part of my learning process because I didn't understand the technology. I didn't understand the idea of community instead of just having customers. And it was a learning curve. Basically, I went down the rabbit hole. It's a common term, but I really dug in. I had the time to do it. I like to work with podcasts on, so I constantly have something on in the background. I used to watch TV, but I don't watch TV anymore. And I really, really dug in and uh, I love the space. I've learned everything about it. 
And then I did learn along the way about community, the fact that we have become friends, the fact that people like Doc Peace and I have become friends. It's super cool. And that's probably the part that I like the most about it. What do you think the biggest difference is in regards to customers versus community? Well, I have learned, and, and honestly, we started out with a huge mistake, right? So when we started HermianFT.com, I went straight to work and created a bunch of digital artwork, and I listed it all on OpenSea. I had no community. I had no utility. I had no project. I basically treated OpenSea like eBay, and I learned pretty quickly that wasn't the case. The difference between community and customers to me, I really feel like community can help you kind of guide your way, which we'll get into in a little bit about the custom stuff that we're working on. With customers, you're basically just putting the stuff out there that you either find or create and then hope that they buy it at the price that you list it for. It's just totally different. Like even our Facebook followers for Everything Baseball, it's more of a post it and see if they like it as opposed to posting on Twitter and then ultimately a back and forth starts about what you have going on. So it's just a different world and a different way of looking at it. And in your business life that you're juggling the Web 2 world and now the Web 3 world, which we'll get into your project in a little bit, what attracts you to the Web 3 space that's different than the Web 2 space? So one of the things that you taught me was to take action. And I want to just say this to everybody out there, whether you're buying your first NFT or thinking about a wallet, if you're creating content on TikTok, just take action. And ultimately, that's a good starting point where you're going to encounter people that are also in the Web3 space that are going to help you along your journey. Thank you for that. And I'm curious to know, as you're going down this rabbit hole, you're listening to hours and hours worth of podcasts. What was the moment for you that you said, aha, this is it. I'm going in. I'm figuring this stuff out. That's a great question for us because over the 22 years of running a website, running a baseball website, we received so many donation requests from different clubs, schools, teams, et cetera, that were looking for anything to help them out in their silent auction to raise money for their cause or their organization. And I learned very quickly that in the NFT space, we can donate custom NFTs to them. Ultimately, in their team colors, in their sport, they can offer it at their silent auction. And then there can be a buyer or a winner of that auction and they get hooked up with us. And then we finalize it with their jersey number. We finalize it with their hair color, eye color, skin tone, et cetera, airdrop it to them, and then everything's done. What's very cool, and I'll take it even a step further, is that we've learned that at those events, there are people that are being onboarded with the materials that we provide to the event, and they're finding out about NFTs, they're finding out about Web3, and their entry point is hermienft.com. So it's almost like we're helping them out in a way, and then as a result, helping the Web3 space out at the same time. That's absolutely incredible. So now let's dig into it. What have you been creating in the Web3 space? So we started out by creating player-inspired pixel art. And our pixel art is pretty cool. Definitely check it out on hermienft.com. We started doing like a Michael Jordan-inspired guy and a Kobe Bryant-inspired guy and a Tom Brady-inspired guy. And we threw those out there on OpenSea, and we've had some traction there, don't get me wrong. But what we learned was is that through our grassroots efforts with donating to these organizations, even before the event, like the event coordinator will get our email, and then ultimately people in the front office of the organization will reach out 
and say, I want a volleyball player with my daughter's number on it, or I want a soccer player with my son's number on it, et cetera, et cetera. So we've learned that we're taking things in a totally different direction than we thought, where initially it was going to be, and it still will be, but not to the same degree. We thought it was going to be pro athlete player inspired digital artwork as NFTs on OpenSea. It's going to end up being probably 80-20, where it's going to be customized NFTs for players that play youth sports, high school sports, and college sports that want to use our stuff as PFPs. And the parents are super excited when they find us because they can create something that, you know, looks like their son or daughter. That's incredible. And thank you so much for sharing the lessons that you've learned along the way. I think that's important as we create these podcast episodes for new people who are entering the space, for the people who have been on this journey for a few months to share what we have learned and experienced and overcome so that other people can learn from what we have done. So I'm curious to know with this project that you've created, what is your favorite part about this project so far? My favorite aspect of what we're doing is the utility. So when somebody joins our family, they get an instant DM from us naturally saying, welcome to the Hermie fam. But in that DM, we also ask them what their favorite sport is, what their favorite player is, what their favorite team is, because we're offering free airdrops at the end of April, the end of May, and the end of June before our rewards program starts for IRL merch and swag, et cetera. But what we do is we create those airdrops specifically for them. So if you're a Bills fan, for instance, the last thing you want is an NFT of Tom Brady. That's what we're trying to avoid. And we want them to be excited at the beginning of each month, or I should say at the end of each month, to receive airdrops that they're crazy happy with. And then ultimately, it avoids Tom Brady being listed on OpenSea for short money. We're protecting the, the floor at the same time. Absolutely incredible. And I'm curious to know how you've bridged the gap in regards to educating and onboarding new people into the NFT space. So our approach is pretty cool. What we do is we reach out to events or teams or clubs or schools, coaches specifically, anybody that has an event that's coming up and some reach out to us and we find some other ones as well. We found that they're willing to do basically anything to raise money for their cause, right? Like they'll sell Super Bowl squares or lottery ticket things at the silent auction or whatever. But what we do is brand new. They get excited about that. And even if they're a little bit leery about NFTs or Web3, we provide everything that they need for the event. We send them an email that has two pages that they print and basically display at the event, makes it super easy for them. I'll go into a brief detail about it. So the first page shows the NFT that we have donated and a brief description. Basically, if you're familiar with NFTs, place a bid. The second sheet is onboarding. The second sheet says, what is an NFT? Brief description, QR code. What is a crypto wallet? Brief description, QR code, et cetera. And that helps onboard people at the event. And then ultimately, they didn't go to the event planning on finding out about NFTs, but their entry point ends up being hermienft.com. And that's super cool for us because when they do reach out or they do send me a DM or they do find us, we can help them with whatever onboarding issues or concerns that they have. This episode of Freedom with NFTs was funded through a grant from the NEAR Foundation. To learn more about how the NEAR Foundation is building the future of the creator economy, visit NEAR.org. N-E-A-R dot O-R-G. 
so, so cool. I love that this is happening. So I'm curious to know what's been one of your favorite moments during this whole journey? Well, naturally, our first sale, our first sale was pretty cool. We went through the roof when that happened. I think it's not a specific moment. I think it's more about the journey, right? Like I'm a high school baseball coach, or at least used to be. And, and I feel like the coach comes out in me sometimes. And I would recommend for anybody, whether it's your NFT journey or whether it's your high school sports career or whatever, enjoy the journey. Just enjoy every day of it. That's the part that I've enjoyed so much with the NFT space and what we're doing at HermeNFT.com. And something that I've seen you do since I've known you since the start of your journey, which I think has been absolutely incredible, is you started creating content on a platform that you hadn't been creating content on before. Do you have any advice or recommendations for people who are scared to create content? Well, for a good laugh and for educational content, definitely check out my TikTok, Everything Baseball Mike. I feel like it's your fault that I have TikTok videos, right? Like you told me to take action and that's what we did, right? Like I was told, create a TikTok video. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how many views or likes you get. Just make one, then make another one, then make another one. Don't look at the results. Just keep creating. Through a lot of research on TikTok, I figured out how to put titles on each of the videos and do that stuff. And that grew over time. But the simple fact that I started, that I took action, whether you're looking to buy your first NFT, or if you're thinking about creating content on TikTok or whatever the case may be, Take action. Just start. That's the biggest point. And it is your fault that some of those videos are out there now. I love your content on TikTok. You've come out with a few of them where I'm like, dang, this guy has come out swinging with these TikToks. You've done absolutely incredible. And earlier you said something. I'm an old guy. And I wanted to make sure we honed in on this question because there's sometimes a negative connotation out there about TikTok, about it being for the kids. And it's not. TikTok is for everyone. And it is a wonderful way to show up in the world, connect with your community, and to let people know what you're doing. So congratulations to you for everything that you've done on that platform. Now, I know your audience is primarily parents of kids that play sports. So what advice or recommendations do you have for them as they get started and involved in the NFT space? Well, I think that anybody, including that demographic, should really focus on doing your homework, right? So we're a good resource where they can trust us. We've been running a small business for 22 years. I'm an email or a DM away if they want to reach out with a question. No worries. It's just a matter of being willing to figure things out and put in the time. And that's the part that I think as a 50-year-old, to, to circle back to your point that I'm old, it takes me three or four times longer than I think it takes somebody that grew up with a phone in their hand, right? Or 10 or 12 times longer, let's be real. But it's about figuring things out. And you're going to have things that you're going to figure out on your own. And you're going to have things like smart contracts where you're going to need to ask for help if you're creating NFTs. But for parents that have kids that play sports, you know, take a look at what we're doing. Go to the website. You'll get a feel for whether you like what we're doing or not. And if if you show it to your kids that play sports, they're going to go, that's cool. And at that point in time, reach out to us and we'll let you know what it takes to, to put something together where you create a wallet, you create your first piece, 
we'll help you along the process. And then you're in the game at that point. And it's super fun. I know Fanzo says a lot that you should collect before you start your journey in creating. I feel like that's true. And I feel like to a certain degree, we've had our blinders on where we've just been trekking forward and trying to get through day to day and growing because everybody says in the the Web3 space, one day is like a week or two weeks or whatever. But it, at times you really need to stop and ask for help and lean on people that can get you involved, get you onboarded or started or whatever. So to that demographic and to everybody else out there, just do your research, lean on somebody that you trust. I leaned on Lauren. I leaned on Doc Peace. I've got a handful of people that I can reach out to at any time and say, hey, what do you think of this? Or can you help me with that? And honestly, within a day or two in the Web3 space, You've got to figure it out and you're on to the next thing. Absolutely. So many golden nuggets and great takeaways from what you just shared. I want to segue into what are you most excited about in the Web3 space now that we've gone through a few months of 2022? I am excited about the future and the fact that I hope that the barrier to entry becomes much easier, right? Like, it's so difficult, even for my friends. Like I've got friends that are like, I want to be your first customer. I want to have your first NFT. But they hit roadblocks that they weren't willing to fight through to figure out the wallet, to figure out ETH, to figure out Coinbase, to figure out those things that can be difficult. So the future, making it easier to onboard people is a big thing. I'm hoping that kids have wallets that are secure and safe at some point soon happens because that opens up a whole new demographic for us. Again, if you circle back to my point, check out what we're doing. Kids love this stuff. And, and if we can onboard them, that's the future. I was on a Twitter space last night, actually. 14-year-old boy is crushing it in his high school. He's a high school freshman. And I made the comment, well, start an NFT club. Like, grab some friends and start a club. Not that he needed it but he could onboard other kids. And ultimately they just got a leg up once they graduate from high school. And I mean, he's already doing well as a freshman in high school. I told him, I, I don't know if I even knew my ABCs when I was 14, but he kind of chuckled, but yeah, he definitely had a great pitch. And I love the fact that kids are getting involved more and hopefully if kids wallets become a thing, that would be very, very substantial for us because it opens up quite a big world for us. That's such a wild thought to think of is that the younger generation, they're going to end up growing up with wallets. Whereas I am part of that age range where we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have social media. And so I look at the individuals who are 10, 15 years younger than me, and I see how they grew up in regards to having social media and being more advanced with technology. And so that's going to happen where we are going to say, wow, those kids grew up with wallets. I remember I was 36 years old when I got my first wallet. That's going to be a cool thing to look back on. So, Hermie, as we wrap this interview up, I'm curious to know, how do we stay in contact with you? Well, I think the website is probably the best place for you to go. It's HermieNFT.com, H-U-R-M-I-E-N-F-T.com. It has links to everything. It's got tutorial videos. It's a one-stop shop for you to figure out NFTs and learn about us. If you want, you can visit us on Twitter. We just passed the thousand followers mark, which was a big milestone for us. That is at Hermie NFT, again, at H-U-R-M-I-E-N-F-T. And those are the two platforms that we live on. We live on the website, we live on Twitter, and then TikTok, we, we probably do five or six videos a week. 
And uh, Everything Baseball Mike is where you can find me there, but that's more for entertainment purposes. And those of you just starting out that want a, a little bit of information about how to get into the space and about what we do. Incredible. Thank you so much, Hermie. And any final thoughts or words that you have for the Freedom with NFTs audience? I have a couple. So I'm going to circle back to take action, whether you're looking to, you know, just get in or make your first TikTok video. You've got to just the second thing would be to grow your brand organically. It's not going to happen overnight. You share your journey with others and build relationships and ultimately grow together. One huge thing that I've learned is to pace yourself. You don't want to get in a situation where you're up till four o'clock every night. I've been guilty of that. You really need to make sure that you get your sleep, that you're hydrated, that you eat right. And that you don't, you know, overcommit to people that you're involved with, your holders. You definitely don't want to overpromise anything. You want to overpromise and overperform. And pacing yourself will allow you to do that. One other thing is to help your others in the space. So Lauren and others have been a big part in our journey, and we are willing to help when we can. And then the last thing is utilize Twitter spaces. We are in them almost every day. It helps us learn. We make new connections in the NFT space. And honestly, speaking in Twitter spaces has been huge for me because it allows me to share what we're doing with friends, family, and now podcasts, which is very exciting for us. Thank you so much for your time. It's been such an honor to watch your journey over these last months, see you grow on Twitter, on TikTok, see how you've taken this technology and figure it out as you go so it can best serve your audience and how you're trying to show up in the world. It's incredible to be back, Freedom with NFT's audience. I'm your host, Lauren Turton. Look forward to new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And I want to give a shout out to Near, Near.org. They are who is making this episode possible. They have funded 32 episodes of Freedom with NFT's. So you can expect consistent content from us twice a week. That's all for now. We'll see you on the next one. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your version of freedom with NFTs and Web3 technology. Please share this episode with your community so we can onboard and educate more people so that the masses can leverage and implement this technology. And don't forget, get informed and get involved.